You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley here with Living the Retirement Lifestyle, our podcast and webcast where we bring on some amazing friends and entrepreneurs that we've met over the many years that we've been online so that they can share with you some of their experiences, the things they do in their business and their life that may inspire you to take that step that you've never taken before and explore maybe an encore career, maybe to find ways to generate some extra income to support a cause or to take take on a hobby, to do something that you've never thought about doing in or approaching your retirement before. Now, today's guest is a very, very good friend of ours by the name of Paul Avins. Paul was one of our very first mentors way back in 2012. We sought him out when we came to a sticky point in our business and we were not sure what direction we should take and how we should bring all of our ideas together. So we're forever grateful for that moment. We sat with him and his team in that office had quite a few tearful moments, I have to say, but because we had to make some difficult decisions and boy, are we glad that we did. So without further ado, welcome, Paul. Oh, well, thank you ever so much. And listen, it's a a pleasure and a privilege to be here and to get to share time with you. So we've both been on uh, quite a journey since that meeting, that's for sure, right? We definitely have. And whilst many of our uh, experts that attend this show are of a certain age, we do know that you don't qualify quite yet. But you're nearly there. You're nearly there. I don't don't think you should disqualify great information for the sake of 13 months. I think we should not do that. (laughs) Not at all. And of course, when you pass that moment, we'll invite you to our retiree entrepreneurs club. So don't you worry. Steady on. I'm not sure I'm going there yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, that you keep working don't you worry (laughs) so I guess today's show is probably a little bit different for our viewers and listeners to what it would have been if they've attended any of our others uh, because we are in a time of chaos and crisis and uh, worldwide worldwide. and let's be let's be really honest about this it isn't going to go away overnight and the long-term economic consequences of what is going to come down the line is something that we want to be prepared for and i think um, paul has some amazing thoughts and ideas on that we were chatting before we went live and uh, i'm just going to hand this over to you paul because really and truly you've got the show you've got the ideas and uh, i know that our people are really going to love what you have to say or maybe they won't love it but we hope they'll listen to it well um I think just just I think it's probably worth just giving a bit of context to your to your uh, your amazing community um, about my background. So I've been business coaching and training for the last 17 years, having been an entrepreneur first and foremost. Um, obviously, since I've been doing that, we've been through uh, various different highs and lows. The recession of 2008. Um, I actually uh, lost my first uh, fortune, if you like, in the in the dot com crash of 2000s when um, I sold a business very successfully and then pretty much lost everything within the course of 18 months. And I think um, there's there's a mindset about who's panicking uh, 
you know, in the current situation. And usually it's people who've never experienced any kind of uncertainty before. So, you know, for the last 10 years, everything's been great and they started a business and everything's gone great. They've never had real challenges. And now suddenly the world just got turned upside down and they don't know what to do. And, you know, as we say to a lot of clients of ours, and, and I'm very fortunate today, I own three different companies. You know, they all do different things at different times, but they fundamentally help business owners to solve three specific problems. And, and the problems are either how do, we, how do we build online sales funnels to get customers to know, like, track, uh, trust and transact with us, which is one problem. Number two is how do we build a high-performing team? Because if you want to build anything in your life, you're going to need other people to buy into you, your vision, your, your team around you, and you're going to need to understand how you as a leader contribute value how uh, and what value you create in the marketplace if you're ever going to monetize it, right? So that's, that's part of the business that, that I own. Um, and I also own a significant share in a profiling company uh, called Contribution Compass, which I'll touch on later, um, which is all about how do we help people understand their own unique talent and how they contribute in the world. Because everybody has value to contribute. You just most of us don't have a map on to understand or a, a compass to navigate how to best apply that, right? Which is why most people don't figure it out. And then finally, you know, I, I run, I'm very fortunate, I run probably two of the best, the highest, uh, most successful in terms of success growth, growth for clients, masterminds in the UK, running in a circle and my F12. And those are, that, those are specifically focused on businesses that you know, are over a million pound turnover and looking to scale or people with at least a seven, seven figure cash balance in the bank to who want to do mergers, acquisitions and those kind of things. So I play at lots of different levels. Um, and, but my passion is fundamentally comes from a place of how do we serve people uh, and give them the skills uh, or give them the support, definitely. How do we give them the skills and strategies to fundamentally be able to create the life that they want? And whatever that, your life and how you want it to look is different, right? So my life looks very different now to the life I wanted 10 years ago, okay? So because I'm at a different stage in my life and we tend to hit different points of graduation, I like to refer to them as. Um, and, you know, those, those different points of graduation shift what we want to, who we want to be, what we want to do and what we want to have in the world. So, you know, for me, what's happening right now is you're seeing um, a reinvention of the entire economic system and the entire um, way that we as human beings um, value money, value people. And you're seeing the death of, of really the legacy systems that really didn't serve anybody anymore. So it's time to see, you know, fundamentally, we went through this this massive um, industrial revolution which linked people's ability to get paid to production and how much you could produce in the world right that's why the schools taught everybody to, to basically follow rules work on a factory line and, and produce things and therefore we linked this in our mindset very much your generation that's on this podcast and uh, you know we were taught that time was a reflection of money and output and that we would sell our hours for an output on a factory line or 40 hours a week equal this much money a year right now, the problem with that entire model is it's based on, on old technology um, and old beliefs about how the world works today. The world works today. You can create a ton of value in half an hour on a call like this, and that value can be shared millions of times with people all around the world and make an impact on millions of lives for the next five years. Hopefully, people are still listening and watching to this in five years' time, right? But the reality is we, the ability to create and translate is create and translate value. You've got to be able to create value, but you've got to be able to translate it into some kind of meaningful product, service, or solution that people can buy and consume. 
So that's the creative economy. And because of AI and because of the technology platforms and automation, we are heading into the fourth industrial revolution. And if you look back at when the, the agricultural age shifted to the manufacturing age, there was a massive disruption, right? We had this massive kind of global depression for 10 years, you know, in America that was triggered. It was pretty much all about the financial markets crashing. And that led to a massive amount of innovation and re recreation of the entire financial system. And pretty much 100 years, give or take, so 102 years, you know, we're doing the same thing all over again. So if you understand that, you can start to understand why you shouldn't be freaked out by it and that you should start to just calm down because the people who are going to panic are the ones who have not looked back in history and understood what happened before and they're not looking forward to understand what are the waves that are coming. And you can stand on the beach and you can shout at the waves all you like, but it doesn't mean the waves aren't going to come and they're not going to hit you. So, you know, you've got two choices, right? You can sit there and shout at the waves and get across at the waves or you can decide to build a surfboard and get on the waves and ride the waves. And, you know, that's, that's what's happening right now. And you're seeing some people who are just refusing to accept the, the reality of what's happening. And some people who are going, this is an opportunity. This is, this is not going to go away. We are going to fundamentally shift how is economy value people. We're going to fundamentally start, you know, I've been saying for ages that we're going to head towards a universal basic income model um, because it's the only model that's going to really make any sense. Right? We're going to move to a model where fundamentally most business transactions are going to be done online rather than in person. That, that's, that's going to be accelerated at a rate of knots like nothing else. And if we're not careful, small businesses or small entrepreneurs, people working from home, if you don't innovate, you will get wiped out. Um, and you're seeing people who relied on just one income stream, whether that one income stream was a job or whether that one income stream was a business that had one market you're seeing them really struggle right now. And it's horrible and it's sad to see. And it's 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 because it's avoidable. If, if people had taken the time to look up, what I, I talk about three types of time, right? Head down, head to head up and head together time. You've got to have, have together time is with you, with your team, with your mentors, people having conversations with people who can give you a different perspective, right? Because on any given team, you, you need different energies with different perspectives about what's going on. If you And you've got to listen. So that's head together time. You've got to have head down time doing it. And then you've got to get head up time when you're looking ahead at the future and looking at where the, the industry you're in is going, where the market's going, where the money's going. One of my favorite phrases is the money is always moving, right? It's always moving. It is by its very nature, cash flow. Cash moving. It's a flow. It's not a static thing that you can go get. It's something you can tap into, right? It's a cash flow. You tap into it and it flows into you, right? So the reality is it's not going to stay with you. It's going to flow through you and to the next, to the next person because you're going to spend it, right? What you're seeing right now is the cash flow, the cash flow system getting clogged up, right? Because no one's spending anymore and it's, it's now seizing up. And that's why people are freaking out because they've never experienced this before. And the last time it happened was the great depression. So you know, the reality is that the, the landscape's changing and the strategies that you've got to deploy going forward are going to fundamentally change. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not paying attention to that, if you're not looking out for that, if you're just in this fear mode, and you're seeing it right now in all the shops, and we were talking about this before, weren't we? You're seeing people are doing fight, flight, or freeze. And you're, you're watching it right now happen in front of your very eyes. People are, if they're fearful, they're buying everything, right? Because suddenly we're all going to run out of food. That's never happened in our lifetime. Why we are rationing for sure, but we, you know, we've managed to get through it, right? In the wars. But the reality is people are fearful. So you've got fight going on. You've got flight. You see people having ridiculous arguments in shops about stuff that doesn't mean anything, but then they're not rational 
because they're not in a rational mindset. And you've got people who are just flat out freezing, just refusing to do anything and they're just in panic mode and shut down. And, and the reality is that the, one of the best skills you can have is the ability to, to, to be able to manage your own state, your own focus, your own intention, so that you can make better decisions. Because you're, and then we talk about this in, in Contribution Compass a lot, where we say your own natural profile, when you are under stress and under pressure, that's the most critical moment because you go to your natural profile to make decisions. If you don't understand your own profile, if you don't understand who you are and how you think, you will make bad decisions when you're in an emotional state. And it's a bit like, the best way I can give you this, this is a brilliant analogy that my business partner, Carl, in that business gave me because he's big into, um, he's an explorer, he climbs mountains and stuff, and he says this, he says, he says, if you imagine this, right, your life, your life as you get older, and this is a really great analogy if you think about it for your audience, right? When you're in your 20s, you're at base camp. It doesn't matter. If you screw up and you make bad decisions, then it doesn't really matter, right? You can recover. You've got time on your side, yeah? But as you start to climb the mountain, which is, you know, age, if you think about it that way, when you're in your 20s and your 30s, you're pretty much, you know, less than, a, you know, two or 300 feet up. It's not a big deal. If you pack the wrong jacket, you're not going to die. If you wear the wrong shoes, you're not going to die, right? But if, when you're at 25,000 feet, if you didn't take oxygen, right? If you don't have the right jacket, right? And there's a storm coming and you get hit by that storm at 20, you're dead. Financially, you're dead. Emotionally, you're dead. You might physically be dead with everything that's going on right now because at the top of the, that you made bad decisions at the bottom, which impact you at the top. And too many of us are not thinking ahead. We're not thinking about when, what happens when I'm 60, 65, 70, when I'm at the top of the mountain, I'm climbing the mountain. What, what happens if I get hit by a storm? We're just not thinking that that way and if we don't have that side of our profile and we haven't got a team with someone on it who's going to us hey listen before we head up the mountain we need the we need this we need the, the oxygen we need the right climbing boots you know we need this we need survival tents we need if you haven't got somebody who's really good on that side around you to give you that input and feedback you'll you'll get killed you'll get killed up there and it's it's realizing that actually we have to understand ourselves first and then we have to understand the support team that we put around us and I know you guys are big believers in that too, right? Oh, huge. Yeah, and actually what you've just said is really interesting because I read an article this morning and it was by a, um, a, a very well-respected um, marketer and entrepreneur. And I was really surprised because he, he actually said, but it'll be all right for those who are retired. They've got enough money. They should be helping other people. They know everybody who's in retirement their income if it's coming from social security 401ks whatever it is in the country in which they live it depends for its growth on the economic growth um and interest coming in their income is going to go like that and they're at the time in their life where they want to be at the top of the mountain and they want to be enjoying the views True. and suddenly they can't and they don't know how to get the survival kit if you like and maybe that's the wrong choice of word bearing in mind what's going on but, but, it's, but it's completely true right i mean you've got interest rates at the lowest level in history ever the banks are now at a point where they can't actually reduce the interest rates any further because mm -hmm. technically then they can't go to zero right <laughs> they can't so they're at a point where they getting any money back in fact your money in the bank is now going down in real terms not yeah. not you're not getting any interest and it is about a survival kit it is it's a financial survival kit it's a physical survival kit 
you know, part of what's causing a lot of the stress at the minute is if you haven't been looking after your body as you get older, and look, and I'm speaking from someone from experience, you know, I didn't. When I was in my 40s, I abused my body, not, not with drugs and stuff, but certainly with sugar, right? Certainly, I, you know, as an asthmatic, I did not look after myself and my health. I overworked crazy hours, too many caffeine drinks, too much, way too many sugary drinks, bad diet. You know, I was too, at least a stone and a half overweight, didn't go to the gym, didn't prioritize health. And you know what? Nearly cost me my life, you know, having, you know, serious heart attack at the age of 42, being clinically dead for four and a half minutes. If I hadn't had an incredible, I know what it's like to struggle to breathe. I know what it's like to fight for your life in the last 30 seconds when you think you're going to die. And at that point, you just look back and go, uh, all the bad choices that I'd made and gone, I, why did I, what the hell was I thinking? And I'm lucky. I got saved by the, the amazing paramedic teams, right? I got a second chance, but like, too many of us are not going to get a second chance. And if we don't look after our immune system and physically, but also financially, our immune, immune system, we will not survive. You know, it's this is this guy, like people, it's this is serious stuff, right? And you, you get one chance at this one, right? This version of us, we get one chance at it. If you are not planning ahead, thinking ahead, strategically planning out what you're going to need to be in four or five years or 10 years' time, if you aren't thinking that way, do not be surprised when it catches up with you because it catches up with everybody because it caught up with me, you know? And it's, I mean, it's, this, this is a wake up call. I truly, truly believe what's going on right now. Um, some people might not like that, but it is a wake up call. Bill Gates predicted it way back in 2015 from the virus perspective. Robert Kiyosaki and others predicted the recession, the economic recession. It should have happened. We were talking about this earlier. It should yeah, have happened 2016. years ago, not now. Um, we're a little bit late, but, we, but it's here and it's going to affect a lot of people. And we have to pull together as a new type of community yeah. um, where we think less about ourselves and more about helping others. It's something, our philosophy in our business has always been like that. Yours, we know, Paul, has been the same. There's going to be a shift without a shadow of a doubt. There has to be, there has to be a reinvention. It's not just a shift, it's a reinvention of how we as a society value everybody, right? You cannot have people who are, in my opinion, you cannot have people who are at home caring for family members who are sick and ill. And I've been through that with my wife with a brain injury that she had. You know, and I was a full-time carer whilst running a business, right? And yet the society doesn't value full-time carers. It doesn't pay them. It doesn't give them any money. It doesn't, it doesn't, va they are not a unit, unit. They are not seen as a unit of economic value. That's just fundamentally wrong, right? Because they're an economic, they're a value, they're a value creator of human value capital. And we've got to recognize that whilst we, we value people who make money at a much higher level. And it's like, it's out of whack. And at some point it needs to be calibrated in a way that goes, everybody creates value in this economy. And we need to reflect the value that people are creating because some of it's human capital that they're creating human, human transactional capital like carers, right? And other people are creating physical product value. Other people are creating experiential value. Other people are creating entertainment value like sports stars and celebrities. And I'm not knocking any of them, right? Everybody creates value and the market values that differently. But as a society, we need to take a breath and go, something is fundamentally wrong when you have people turning up at the at hospitals to save people's lives in a trauma situation like this and they're earning less than 25,000 pounds or less than $30,000 a year we have lost perspective on what's important and who needs caring for and it's like we've got to wake up to this right and 
you know, fundamentally, listen, I, I'm a great believer that we have a responsibility to us and our family first to the best thing, you know, Jim Rohn used to say, wasn't it? The best way, <laughs> the best way you can help the poor is not to become one of them, right? It's yeah. like, look, you know, you can't help other people if you don't take care of yourself. You become a burden and your first goal should make sure that you're not a burden to anybody else. Financially, physically, you should not be a burden to anyone else. And it's, it's like, well, how am I going to do that? And it's like, um, can I just share a framework that I've been putting together? Would that be all right? Oh, please. Okay. I'd be most grateful if you would. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we try something that this is not planned? So if you're watching this on video, this might work and it might not, right? Well, we'll give we'll it a try. Go. Right? We're we're on, on flip chart back Should we draw on the flip chart? Should we have okay. a go? Listen, we're pioneers. All right. Well, look, we'll do this, right? Here we go, right? I'm gonna just move my microphone a bit closer so we can kind of check in with this, right? Let me know if you can still hear me, all right? Yeah, all okay. good, yeah. all good. All good? Yeah, all, right. all good. So let's, um, let, look, I'm a great believer if you've got a framework and a structure, then you, you're able to survive and thrive, right? But what you need is a framework most of the time. Most of us don't have it, okay? So let's, let's look at it this way, look. So if we look at the framework that I'm suggesting here, I think if you're gonna have a fulfilled life, there's, there's three things you've gotta pay attention to, right? So first one is what I will call your work and learning, yes? Okay, work and learning. Work and learning, yeah. Yeah, work and learning, i.e. what is it that you do um, what is it that you do that kind of creates value in the world, right? Because we've all got to create value in the world. That's our jobs, right? So what is it that we do from a work perspective? And also, what are you learning that is going to mean that your ability to keep generating value stays there in two years' time or three years' time, right? Yeah. See, the, the thing is that we, we were conditioned by school and education system to believe that when we had finished with that, we, we were good enough for the rest of our lives. Not true. Not true, right? The value that I'm creating in the world today is different to the value I was creating 10 years ago. Why? Because I kept learning. Yeah. You know, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was take 10% of every penny that you earn and put it back into training yourself. Yeah. You've got to realize that you're the best product on the marketplace, yeah. right? You've got to keep training you or, yeah. or you're going to struggle. Yeah. You don't do that, you're going to be in trouble. So first things first is to go, look, how, how am I going to create income what, what value am I going to create? What work am I going to do in the marketplace, right? And then what skills do I need to learn to do that? I might not have the skills right now to, to do what I want to do. Get Great, go get trained, right? Take an online course, go to, you know, there's tons of resources, our resources, your resources, there's loads, right? But you've also got to understand how do you naturally contribute value? Most of us don't understand where we're in this flow zone, what I call the flow zone, where we do it effort, effortlessly easily and it gives us more energy. You know what I mean by that? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right? So like, for you guys, what would be a, uh, what's an example of when you're in the flow zone, when you're doing stuff that like just naturally comes to you? Yeah, just te uh, teach, teaching, teaching and people, training. Teaching people. Teaching training, right? That's fine. You could do it for like eight hours a day and you'd have yeah. more at the end yeah. than at the beginning. Now, the challenge is that most people have gone to work not understanding that, the, that they're not in the flow zone and then they're stressed, they're overeating, they're becoming miserable, they're becoming highest rates of suicide you know, in history at the moment, in 40 to 50 year olds, right, plus. People have gone to trade time for money without understanding that money, it comes from being in a space of flow and contribution, right? Everything's got to be about contribution. Are you contributing the best version of yourself to other people? If not, 
what are you doing it for, right? Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn you out. It's going to kill you, right? So like stop doing that and then figure out, right, what is it that I love to do? And then figure out how you get paid to do what you love. Because <laughs> it sounds, sounds like, yeah, well, that can't be that simple. Yeah, it really, really is, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just we want to make it complicated. We want to make it confusing, right? So the key thing is work and learning. So that's kind of the first piece of the framework. I'm looking at my whiteboard because I, I worked this out this morning. You guys are the first people to have it, right? Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I put, seriously, I was hit by inspiration this morning because I knew I was coming on this podcast. I was like, oh, I've got to teach something that I've never taught before. So, but I put it on the whiteboard over there and I can't see it from here. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's, it's all good, right? It'll all work out. All right. So next up... <laughs> You've got um, what I think is a really critical piece, which is fun, right? And family. Fun and family. Yeah, fun and family for those of you who can't hear. Right. Listen, we don't go to work so that we can spend more time away from our family. That's a fundamentally messed up model. Like who built that right here, right? So it's like, how are you going to have fun? Now, if you're doing what you're doing, if you're in this flow zone here, right? Then it's going to be all about flow, right? Which comes from work. You will be having more fun. If you're doing stuff you like, this is, like, are we having a blast doing this this morning? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> people are going, you guys are insane, right? Yeah, but we're having fun. It's great. We're teaching, we're helping people. This is fun for us, right? Yes, it's work, but it's also fun. And therefore, guess what? I'm a better person when I walk out of here and go and help my son with his maths homework or his English homework or what, in the history, right? Because we're going, look, how do, we, how do we make that family time fun? How do we make that connection? If you come from here drained, you're going to be crap here. Yeah. You're not going to be able to have, you know, you get home and you're exhausted or you go, you, you're stressed out, you're worried. You're not going to be able to be any good with your family. And you're going to see what's going on really interestingly at the moment is that, is that you're going to, people are going to find out where, where their relationships are really at. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not in a good relationship, you're about to get a really hard lesson because if you have to be in lockdown in a house with somebody for two months and you don't like them, you're going to find out fast, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, like people are getting like was it like two things that explode when when societies get shut shut down one pregnancies two divorces right there's opportunity everywhere right you got to figure out where your market's going right anyway um it's true oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh look at that show of public affection that's a good sign right so you, you have but if you're not if you if this is consuming most of your time and that's not good this is going to be worse so if you think about it like a tripod, I'm a big fan of tripods. If you think about it like a tripod, if each of these legs is, if one's out of whack, then the whole thing's off kilter. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it's messed up. Then over here, I need a different color. Hold on, where's my purple? Somewhere I have a purple pen, but anyway. Oh, it's in my hand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Can we go back to fun again then? <laughs> right, health and energy. Health and energy. If you don't have any health and energy here, you're not going to be any good for your family over here. True. Right? If you don't have health and energy, you're not going to be any good over here either. It's like, but they all have to work together, right? So like, you've got to protect your energy and your health. It, people say like, people buy your energy more than anything else, don't they? They buy your energy and your passion and your enthusiasm. So if that's crap here, it's never going to convert over here. No. And then you're going to come back in a really bad place and guess where you're going to be? It's going to be really awful here. So it's like each one of these enables you the three pillars in the middle bits of the three petals. It's about recharge. It's about, it's about, it's about having you recharge, reconnect with the relationships 
and kind of re refocus, right? You've got those three things. But if you get if you get these three right, you love what you're doing, you'll be better with your family, you'll be having more fun, you've got great health and great energy, then all three are only gonna go up together. Yeah. That's the only way it's gonna work. But yet most of us are spending our time going, oh, how do I make more money? How do I make more money? Wrong question, number one. Is that how can I be of more service? How can I contribute more value? It's the better question to ask. Yeah. Second question is, if you're tired, if you're out of the flow zone, so if you've done the flow zone and you're dropping, the question you should ask is, how do I create more energy right now? Go, you know, go, go work out when you can, at home, right? Safely and, and whatever. Or when you can go for a walk outside, staying two meters away from people or ten, you know, six feet away or whatever it is. So how do you create more energy? For some of us, go have a snooze. Winston Churchill used to sleep in the afternoon between four and, was it five or five, thirty, I think? Yeah, that's my favorite one. <laughs> but like, cool. There's nothing wrong with that. If you know, you're, look, I, I love, working at 6 a.m. in the morning when the world's asleep and like, it's like awesome. And I like to go to the gym at 4.30, right? It's like, yeah. for me, that's, I get, but by three o'clock in the afternoon, this conversation would be very different. Yes, yeah. I agree. It'd yeah. be like, hi, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, how are you? It's like, <laughs> and then you rely on caffeine and stimulants, right? Whereas it's like, look, create the things that are gonna be really important in your life when you're in the best space. Yes. Right? But most of us feel guilty. We go snooze in the afternoon, it's like, we feel guilty. It's no, no. You're looking after your health. If you need a snooze in the afternoon, have a snooze in the afternoon. It's like, so what? Who cares? When did you buy into everybody else's paradigm about how your life had to look? And I think now you're going to find this is going to happen more and more because yeah. people have to work from home. They have to change the way they work. They have totally. to the You can't work eight hours straight at home. It just doesn't work, right? You can't. Structure. No, their structure will be different just like ours is, but we, we work like, you do uh, it's a full-time business so we put full time into it but we build in different types of things within our day that just as you say builds our gives us fun so right. we enjoy doing it gives us better health because we do our exercise first thing we have a nap after lunch that's how our day runs nothing wrong with that because here's the thing is if we've all been too many of us have been conditioned that by a model that doesn't make any sense, right? You know, it's the same way with so much. We tried the industrial age, tried to put us into boxes and timeframes because it was the easiest way to manage us. So they had to sell us on that model. The, the reality now is there's no such thing as work-life balance. The word you should be writing down is work-life integration. Yeah. It's about integration. And yeah, people but... are gonna figure that out now because they're at home with the family. It's like, you can't work eight hours now. That doesn't work, right? You can't ignore your family for eight hours while they're in the same house. That's not gonna work. So you gotta figure out a work-life integration model that makes means you can, you can have all of these, right? You can be healthy, you can do value. You can have fun with your family and still be there for them. It's like those three things, if you work on those three things, you're gonna be a better human being, you're gonna be a better husband, better father, right? You're gonna be a better business person, you're gonna be better, better human being, you're gonna be fitter, healthier, and then stuff like viruses and things, you'll know that you're in the best space mentally and physically to deal with whatever's thrown at you. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, if these three are in a mess, you're gonna struggle and the whole thing will just implode and you'll fall over. Your little pyramid thing is gonna fall over. That's my 30 minutes. I, I put the clock, I didn't realize there was an alarm on it. I just put a 30 minute clock on. I, honestly, it, 30 minutes 
transposed into at least 90 minutes of value there, Paul. Um, you know, we that was are. Brilliant. Was that good? Was that useful? We are incredibly grateful for you showing that. It was very useful to us. Really, really useful for us. And a great reminder of sitting in that office all those years ago when you drew something very similar on a flip chart for us and you told us how we had to create more value in our business which we were doing but not in quite the way we should have been because we were money focused um, because that was the thing that was driving us at the time and since we made that change everything changed and I think anyone watching your training there will they don't know how lucky they are to see it they may have heard it in different ways from different people but they will never have had it explained how relevant it is right now at this point in our history in our time and that we can if we are all good people share that message with everyone else so that we leave a legacy that we help our kids and our grandkids and everyone else down the line because like you said early on when we were chatting before we started this is going to affect people many generations afterwards yeah. as recovery comes through um, but now we have to be the best citizens that we can we have to give the best value that we can and still have a profitable and generate money generating business because we are in business for that reason but there's no reason why we can't give more before we receive <clears throat> so let me show you something right people there's so many clues that are all around us right what's that word human human you yes uh, yeah i saw are that Right, you're a man. You're a human. Right, woman. Right, you're we're human. Human. Right. But what's the next word? You're a human being. Yeah. Not yeah. A human doing. Doing right? stuff. You're a human being. Think. Stop trying to be obsessed with how much you can do, and start figuring out what you who you can become. Right? I always say to people, it's not the hours you put in, it's what you put in the hours. You can be more productive in two hours if you're in a flow zone than you can in eight hours slogging your guts out. Yeah. It's not about the hours you put in, right? Get that paradigm out of your brain, right? It's not about that. Like two good ideas transform an entire business, turn it on its head, make it millions, and those ideas took less than an hour to come up and formulate, right? So it's really critical that people understand. It's the reason why I've been saying for years you get paid on what you get done, because it's about execution. It's about execution excellence, but you don't need hours to do that. You can execute great stuff like this in half an hour. Stop being trapped by the paradigm of time because it traps most people. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And thank you. Oh, thank you so much for going over the time. <laughs> I like to over deliver. That's kind of part of my framework, right? It's like it always over deliver, right? Give people more than they thought. Um, can I share a gift? Is that all right? Would you be all right with that? Yeah, yeah, Please, absolutely. absolutely. Um, Look, I, I'm re I, you've heard me sort of talk about Contribution Compass, this whole idea of like understanding your own flow and how to navigate it. Um, if you go to contributioncompass.co.uk forward slash special offer, there's a special offer there where you can get hold of uh, one of the profiles for yourself to find out what is your best way to contribute value. So look, if maybe, maybe you're struggling right now to understand what kind of business to build. It'll tell you that. Maybe you're understanding 
you know, what kind of income, where you add the most value, what team you should join if you want to join a team, right? As a freelancer or, a, or what team you need around you if you're setting your own business up. That report is set up to give you that. Um, you can save a, there's a discount code on there and stuff. So cool, right? Happy to help. But fundamentally, that report will change your life because it will teach you once and for all how to times. I always say to people, if you have a compass and you always know where true north is, you're never lost. You're never lost. If you know what your personal true north is as a human being, you're never lost. So you can always find your way to the next opportunity, no matter what the sea is doing, no matter what the, the, the waves are, no matter what the storm is. If you know how to navigate and you know who you are and where your true north is, you'll be all right. The challenge is most people do not have that compass. This tool gives you that compass to help you navigate really crazy, really uncertain times. So my gift, I just wanted to give it to every one of your members, your community. People. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bill. What was, what was that? What was the so, contributioncompass.co.uk forward slash special offer? Okay. Thank you. Uh, we'll make sure we write that on the recording and put it in the, the notes for the podcast. No, you won't. Remember doing that ourselves. And it well, this is a brand new tool, right? You've you never seen this. Very, do you remember we did something very yeah. similar and it was such an eye opener because we had to do it separately. Yeah. <laughs> and that was hard for us. Trust <laughs> us. Because well, we. I'd love to give you the upgrade then. Let me give you both an upgraded one so you can see how, how this new one is. And, and oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it, it, we put a lot of time, energy, money and resources into creating it. And, uh, and it's, it's coming from a place of how do we help people navigate in difficult times? How do we help them navigate to find the true authentic version of who they are? Because so, when you know that, everything else gets a lot easier, right? Thank, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for sharing what you have today we're really grateful um, we never know we never know how these things will actually work out no. in the end but i have to say just everybody that we've we've had on the show has always over delivered in value and helped a lot of people as a result so we say from the bottom of our hearts thank you for joining us on yeah. living environment oh, lifestyle paul uh, we hope we'll get you back for uh, phase two because I'm sure there will be a phase two. <laughs> uh, it's a great, listen, it's a genuine. Like, I, I, anytime I get a chance to share with people that I'm friends with, it's great. Anytime we get a chance to share with people who are at a stage in their life where they're looking for, you know, how do they reinvent themselves? How do they navigate to a different perspective in their life? How do they navigate to that second career or that second or the third or the fourth, or whatever it is for them? You know, like just, just, just remember that Leo. You know, the reality is that storms are going to come and go. But the storms that, you know, I'm a great, you ever watched the Forrest Gump movie? Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, if you can stay out in the storm long enough, when everyone else heads for the harbor, and you survive and ride the storm out, you're the one that ends up with the, 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 the spoils and the benefits. And as he used to say, shrimping became easy after that, right? It's br it's br what a wonderful way to end the show. Shrimping became easier after that. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank much, you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for watching. And, uh, yeah, do feed us back. Let us know what you thought of what we had to say today and share it with your friends, family, anyone who needs this right now. We'll put it up on social media as soon as we're finished. Um, and we look forward to seeing you on our next show. Thank you, Paul. Stay safe. Take care. Love for Sue and your son. Take care. This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.